Welcome to On the Line, a podcast for tennis players, coaches, and fans. Today on the line, we have Tomas Ketar. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Hi, Jenny, and for having me. Yes, yes, I'm so, so glad on the line. Um, Tomas is one of our featured panelists discussing best practices for running successful events at the upcoming USPTA Alabama workshop on Saturday, August 17th at Old Overton Club in Birmingham. Um, so, Tomas, you bring a unique perspective to this topic, having traveled to so many events throughout your extensive playing career. Um, what were some of uh, the events that you enjoyed the most and what, what made them so special? Well, my favorite tournaments were those I usually played before and I knew that, you know, there were some different, of course, the organization was great, you know, as far as the scheduling, match scheduling, practice course scheduling, and also as far as the player activities go, you know, there's different players parties or having, you know, uh, areas for where the players, like players lounge and lunches and, uh, you know, so, but it's, it's all the other activities and organization that goes with the, with the great tournaments. Yeah, definitely. Um, because you, having been a, a former number one junior in the world <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and a French Open junior semifinalist, a, a European doubles junior champion, you play, you've played all over the place. You, you had, uh, are in that elite group that um, have traveled uh, different places all over the world um, to different events and so I think that's you know one of the reasons that, that you bring that unique perspective um, that not many people have have done what you have done um, and so how do you bring your all those experiences into the events that you run um, now in Fairhope? Well, that's a good question. Uh, for once I tried to remember those and enjoyed coming back and uh, and on the other hand, also remember what not to do. Yeah. You know, so, so 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 those negatives, and you know, and same way as a tennis coach, I try I try to remember and copy my former you know coaches or mentors, and also try to remember those not so good parts. Right, right. Because when you also coached top ITF, WTA, and ATP players, um, and a NCAA Division One team. So from the coaching perspective, aside from when you were playing yourself, um, how did you choose events, um, and, and what were those events like with your players? I mean, I know obviously there's the, you know, for points and, you know, financially how you can handle that, but, but what events, how did you choose events when you were coaching those players? Well, you know, back, let's say, with Drew Baird or, you know, or, you know, other juniors or the college team at South Alabama, you know, we, we mostly looked at really the schedule and what fit them and uh, where they felt more comfortable playing. And of course, the, of course, the dates that worked with their schedule. As, as, as far as goes now with, you know, with my club and with my players and also with the events at my club, you know, we, we focus on events where the kids have fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, are, can meet other kids that are pretty good, but are familiar with each other. And you know, basically, my, my daughter playing now. She wants to go to tournament to hang out with the players and with her friends. Right. Yes. So that's her number one. Besides outfits, 
and all the other stuff. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> you have to have good gear. You got to make it look good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But really, the most important part with juniors, uh, I want to make sure they enjoy and they're looking forward to going to the tournament. You know, if they if they already saying, oh no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to play them. That's you know, that's not fun. Right, right. Um, now you host a wide range of events in Fairhope, and you really seem to prioritize what your community wants and needs and find a way to give it to them. Tell us about some other events that you run, because um, I've, I've, had, I've had the pleasure of coming down there, and you always run great events, and I always enjoy um, when I can come to the beautiful Fairhope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we run you know, mostly uh, level junior Alabama tournaments, level four. Three, uh, we have a level five and three level tournament, and uh, also we have a one day adult tournament. And we hosted also Southern Senior Hardcore Championships the last couple of years. And uh, so, mostly, really, all the tournaments that we set up the schedule for are, are to get to help local players in the area, you know, Baldwin County and Mobile, and of course, and also attract players from the other area town. But they're all mostly for community development and growing tennis in the area. So we don't have any high level tournaments and I don't think we will until, you know, until maybe we have more courts. Yeah, yeah, but you do a fantastic job growing from the grassroots level, which is where it starts anyway. I mean, you've hosted family event days and nights and and you're, you've been involved with junior team tennis um so all these kind of grassroots level things is how it's how we grow the game um you know and so then then the other will come hopefully <laughs> it is and we have a lot of a lot of kids the beginning kids and the intermediate kids from age four to ten I've never seen that many kids in the in the, you know in the city like this that really you know being interested in tennis and recreation. So it's really really popular here. We just recently started uh, partnership with Boys and Bev hundreds plus kids coming every week and wow, play. Wow, that is and fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 been busy and uh, actually now. On Thursday, we are tr- going to PE coaches training with Kid Wilson and uh, and uh, others from USTA to teach local Baldwin County PE coaches to have tennis classes in class, which is great. So it's and NJTL, which is um, Community Tennis Association and National Junior Tennis and Learning. Um, so you you're you're a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so t- talk talk a little bit about um, how you how you came to found the the Gulf Coast Tennis Association? Well, Gulf Coast Tennis Association is now five years old, and, you know, we started basically to just promote tennis in the area in Gulf Shores and Orange. Mm-hmm. Of course, moved to, the jo- to here to Fairhope, mm-hmm. so we need another chapter. So now we have two different chapters, Eastern Shore and Orange Beach Gulf Shores follow the chapter, and it's, it's, it's basically supporting local pros, uh, promoting junior tennis and junior ten- tennis team tennis in the area, and uh, just supporting you know local person in anything we can. You know we have number of volunteers now helping us with the events like Rotary Boys and Girls Club or with the tournaments or socials. So it's we are getting more and more active. This year we got finally were able to register as NJTL and actually start doing the work and volunteering in the area, which again, it's, it's due to help for volunteers in the, in the city and it's, it's, we're excited. So it's, yeah, that's great. That is great. 
Now, when you when you're going to host an event, what what are sort of the steps um, that you do to prepare? As far as you know, how far out do you start preparing for an event, and what what does that look like? So it's usually if it's getting closer, it's a couple months. You know, just making sure we got all the logistics in place, uh, all the employees, volunteers. You know, we have all the balls, trophies, t-shirts, depending on the event. And, uh, you know, if it's, of course, uh, long-term or medium plan, you know, a year ahead to sanction events or if that sanctions, looking for sponsors and, uh, you know, other help, financial help from the local companies and private owners. So it, it usually, you know, months, two months ahead. And then, of course, you know, a couple of weeks ahead, of, ahead you know, with just little details and adjusting. So, so getting sponsors really really helps. I mean, that's a huge part of the equation. Um, and is that, you You just reach out to them yourself and say, we're doing this, you know, would you like to be involved? Like, how do you, how do you approach um, the vendors? A lot of sponsors uh, actually come from our volunteers going around town and approaching businesses or their friends. And so that, that's, that's, I've been really fortunate to have that support. So I do go, you know, in town, but really it's, it's the other support around me, you know, volunteers and golf course association members that, that really help and uh, do, 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 do the most of the work. Yeah, well, it takes a team of people to, to make a great event, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where are you from originally and how did you get to Fairhope? So I'm uh, originally from Slovakia, which until 1992 was called Czechoslovakia, where I grew up playing tennis as a junior and later as a professional player playing Davis Cup for Slovakia and, uh, and actually started my, my first coaching year there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, while I still played, I was already coaching. A good friend of mine called, called me up, hey, do you want to come to Mobile? Uh, I'm playing for the Division One University of South Alabama tennis team. Would okay. you want to come and practice with us? I'm like, yes, why not? So, just later, no? <laughs> I, I called it mobile until I got there. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, actually ended up playing for team and we played until May. We actually made it to Sweet 16 in Georgia at Athens. So that was a great experience. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, since I was 24, I knew that was my only semester I could play, you know, for eligibility reasons. And uh, I was ready to fly back to Europe, you know, and finish college there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was asked by Joyce Crivano back then, the women's tennis coach he's the Baylor's head tennis coach now or he's been for the last 10 years mm-hmm. he asked me hey would you like to stay and coach with me and I said yes and here I am 15 years later I did little Mama to Gomery Dotin Mobile Gulf Shores <laughs> and uh, I'm in Fairhope and it's uh, I wouldn't change it for anything uh, Fairhope is, is, is so lovely I, I just I always enjoy any, any chance I get to come to Fairhope um, so what is it like? You've gone from being a, a, a professional player <laughs> um, to a coach of, of college teams and, and, and very highly, you know, high-level players. 
um, to now you're you're a tennis director and you're also your daughter plays. So now you're mm-hmm. a, a tennis parent. <laughs> so you you've come full circle. <laughs> so what what is it like having having a child that plays? It's it's nothing I would ever imagine. <laughs> Even though as a tennis pro, you know, being you know t- clinician and tester, you know, teaching other coaches what to do. Uh, I, I, I learned a lot of things with my daughter, what not to do, <laughs> and, and I would never imagine it would be so hard. So it's 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 a really good learning experience, and I wouldn't wouldn't change it for anything. It's it's much harder to coach your own child than any other kids. Yes, yes. You know, so it's not just for me being involved in it than I was from the any other other kids, or and not being a little more subjective. And also, of course, for your child, you know, I, I, I want to be her dad, and right. not the not the tennis coach. So it's, it's and that's why she like would and hit, you know, takes clinics there with Brian Jordan and Bruce Russell, and okay. you know, and so it kind of works out pretty well, or yeah. we or we get the most out of it, you know. So sure, no, that's great. And you were you were saying that you know she loves to play and compete. You know, the social aspect is is very important to her as it is you know creating that atmosphere that's that's fun and inviting and and you're welcoming people and people are maybe meeting new people and making you know making new relationships um you know so that that goes back to sort of the hospitality of of running a successful event um so how school i mean the tennis friends are kind of friends for life i mean i know i talked to to people that i played with years ago yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's a real. That's a great question because, like you said, she has to one set are the tennis player in practice or at the tournaments, and another set is at school. And it is. It's actually it's it's a very interesting question, and uh, I think she likes to having two different worlds. One that's at school where you know she's is with friends, she shares you know some homeworks and clothes or same activities, <laughs> and then the tennis friends help her actually stay in tennis. You know, here in Fairhope, we don't have that many kids playing tennis or in that level and, you know, playing seven tournaments. And so she actually sometimes struggles being motivated at the, at the practice, even though she likes to work hard. It's just hard sure. if you don't have anybody to keep up with. And those tennis friends help her actually stay in tennis and keep up with them, with those top Alabama kids or Southern kids. So she, she every time we play tournaments, she gets better. She gets better in playing, playing matches, competing, and uh, mentally and emotionally. I can tell she's growing every tournament. Every tournament she plays, win or lose. Right. So right. it's it's a really so tournaments are as important as practice. And most coaches that uh, understand that, that that's what they emphasize. You know, you want to practice to be able to play in the tournaments. Of course, besides having fun. But once you're coaching the more competitive players. That's what they train for to start playing tournaments and get more successful, hopefully. Yep. Now, does she does she play for a school team also? She did, and that's another thing that helped her so much this year. She she was a, a only seventh grader on this team, and she basically whole spring played matches and practice with the team, and that was really great experience for her. And uh, she was looking forward to it again. 
So the team sports and high school, it's a great thing. And uh, I just don't understand why some players don't want to do it. It's, it's the best thing out there for the kids, you know. Oh, I, I completely agree. And so coming back to, to your playing career, because obviously you played a lot of tournaments. Um, and, and then you also, as, as being on the Davis Cup team, um, how, how was it different as far as you're traveling by yourself, even though I know everybody kind of travels, you get on kind of the cycle of everybody traveling around. But, <laughs> but uh, being, being part of Davis Cup, being part of a team, um, how was that experience different, uh, not necessarily better or worse, but, but just different from, from the other part of the tour? Oh, it was it, it was amazing just just to make a team, uh, you know that's so and to be able to practice with the team and with the with the not just the team players but you have part of the team you have uh, you have a coach you have a Davis Cup captain you have a trainer then you have all the other support teams so when you're going to a tournament or when you're playing home match you traveling with 20, 30 people mm-hmm. so just that experience and traveling with the team and. Know, learning you know how it works but basically the camaraderie and the friendship and playing for your team and the country it's amazing it's, it's just something uh, you know that's uh, if once you play for a country you know what it feels and you just you just understand all the other teams and you know representing your country and players and you know what they feel and you just uh, and going to Davis Cup and all the other players what's going on in the in the news these days any any of those players that play Davis Cup, they know what it feels when play to play for a country, and I just don't understand. Some of them don't want to do that. You know what I mean? It's like we have a yes. hard time getting players on this as the best players in the in the in, in the world. Yep. You know, I I just don't. You know, that's something. It's I, I, any time I would get a chance, I would just compete for for a team for for a country. You know, it's 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 the highest honor. I I completely agree. I I love Davis Cup and Fed Cup, and and you know I just. Because when you think about most of the players that uh, that, that we deal with, um, and I, I bring this up all the time, that, that most tennis that most of these players are going to play is going to be part of a team, whether it's a middle school team or a high school team or a college team or getting into adult adult league teams. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so so I love the team aspect. I love that part of it, um, you know, the, the highest honor, as you said, you know, to have the opportunity to represent your country. I, I can't even imagine how amazing that would be. Um, but, you know, there's a certain level of pride, even if you're representing your school, you know, you, uh-huh. you know, and, and whether that's a college or a, a high school, you know, I mean, there you have to take pride in, in what you're doing and be proud to represent um, whatever it is that, that you're playing for. And I think that's just a, a really a really special opportunity. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I mean, my daughter, just looking at her, you know, she played Southern Cup a couple of years ago. She enjoyed wearing a T-shirt, you know, yeah. with Alabama on it. Uh, playing high school, she's wearing everything Fairhope now. You know, she's got the jacket, uh, T-shirt, shirts, you know, and it's Fairhope and she's it's, it's, it's pr- proud playing for Fairhope, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's amazing and how, how much excited you get about it and how much it helps actually your players. Yep. Now changing subjects, um, you, um, you're a USPTA elite professional. Um, you also are a PTR master of tennis, um, at the performance distinction. Um, as you mentioned earlier, you're a, you're a national clinician and tester. Um, and so 
What what do you want to say to people that maybe are on the fence about coming to a workshop or maybe, you know, they're like, I'm busy, I've got to teach my lessons. I mean, I understand people, you know, staying in their club and kind of staying in their little setting or, um, you, you know, it, not everybody loves to go to workshops. Not everybody loves to take the time or spend some money. Um, what, what advice do you give to folks that are considering, you know, coming to this workshop? Well, number one, you know, if, of course, the number one purpose of the workshop is to gain more information and learn new teaching techniques or new drills or new, just, just gain new information that you can use at your own club or facility or team. But, uh, you know, really the most, most, to me, going to any workshops is meeting other coaches, interacting mm -hmm. with the other coaches mm -hmm. and uh, exchanging information with the coaches and, uh, you know, and making contacts and again for life, which yes. is priceless. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, um, some of the, the friendships I've made through going to, um, whether it's, you know, a USPTA workshop or convention or, you know, PTR week or whatever, or the ITPA, uh, you know, the different things that, that, that you can be involved with. The friendships I've made, you know, these are some of my closest friends. And, and mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've learned so much from, from them and, and other, other industry leaders. And so I just think it's um, good to, to attend as much as you can and, and have an open mind and, you know, you're not necessarily going to agree with everything, but, but, you know, but, but you get out there and you see some different things and different ideas and maybe it'll inspire, inspire you a little bit. <laughs> so hopefully, um, hopefully we can, we can do that. Hopefully we can uh, reach out to some uh, coaches and have some good educational opportunities coming up at this workshop and, and I know that you are bringing a vast amount of knowledge, and I so appreciate you um, agreeing to, to come up to Birmingham. <laughs> oh, I'm excited, and I'm already looking forward to it. And it's, it's again, actually, I've been in a, in a workshop in a while. Uh, I've run a couple of PTR workshops, but to me, actually go out there and just, just listen to, you know, to the best uh, speakers and uh, coaches talking about their experience and their knowledge. It's, 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 it's great, and, and I, I can't wait. Well, well, very good. Well, thank you so much um, for, again, taking the time to, to do the podcast today. And I'm, I am so looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Thank you so much, Annie. Right. See you soon. All right. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.